Oh, people of moving radio fandom. I have once again the gold standard, the Michelin chef, if you will, of guests on moving radio. It is none other than the one, the only owner, proprietor, and for the 7,942nd <laughs> month, the employee of the month consecutively, Kevin Martin of the Lobby DVD shop. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Christian. To be honest, that employee of the month, that, that might, I, I think Brian might have won it uh, this time because nope, I haven't no. been around that much. I heard it got revoked. Okay. By, by the boss, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. and. And I think the fact that the T-shirts ruined it for him. So. Yeah, that that that's true. That's true. <laughs> that sunk them. That's they sunk. just keep they keep popping up, brother. They keep popping up. You never know. For those of you who are listening, who know, you know. And if you don't, you'll find out. It's hey, terrifying. Kevin. Yeah. We are, I mean, we can talk about all things the lobby for hours. I could. Yeah. This could be a ten-hour podcast that comes out every day. It would be the greatest thing ever. But, you know, I mean, we're going to tell people to go and check things out for sure at your store. But you know what's exciting is that Northwest Fear Fest is coming to the Metro Cinema uh, for three nights from Tuesday, October 18th, all the way through to Thursday, October 20th. And not only are they going to have fine cinema there, you will have some of your wares in the lobby, which is fantastic. How ironic is that? Stuff from the lobby in the lobby of the Metro. So you know what? If you're like you're feeling hot about the films that you see, you can pick up some films in the lobby. Is that correct? I'd that like is correct. Sure. It will not be me there. It'll be my my employee of the month, Brian Beaker, will be running my table for me. Right. But yes, uh, there will be some movie goodies there. Um, I love that'll it. Ho- that will hopefully get people fired up about what they're about to see in the theater or what they just saw in the theater. Yeah, um, you know, got to spread the love of good cinema. Oh, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just a sampling of, the, of all, all the fantastic stuff that you have. And the two things that we're going to talk about today, um, because I felt like there is absolutely no one in the, uh, well, I was going to say planet, but I'm just yeah. going to say the province. All right. Well, I mean, if that. we could talk to Carpenter, we would. Yeah. About the thing, 40th anniversary, which is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. even that in itself is a story how it got botched in the first release, but this is not the botched version. No, <laughs> and not also at all. the 40th anniversary of what I believe Guy Levin Lee believes to be true, the first theatrical screening of pieces. Not only is it pieces, but it's pieces uncut and uncensored on Thursday, October 20th at the Metro Cinema and the thing Tuesday, October 18th at 17 p.m. at 7 p.m. at the Metro Cinema as part of Northwest Fear Fest. Let's talk about the thing. What are your memories as a young person? When was the first time you saw John Carpenter's The Thing? Well, I was too young to go to theaters. Uh, I would have been six. Um, But uh, first memory was, well, honestly, on the old reliable VHS, uh, VCR player. You know, if you were a kid in the 80s and uh, you were into these kind of horror sci-fi movies, all the, the 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 magical, the thing is the movie that if you were into these movies and you want to get in the industry, it was the movie that said, I don't want to be a director. I don't want to be an actor. I want to be a monster maker because 40 years later, what I think he was only 21 years old at the time, what Rob Bottin was able to pull off practical effects wise and john carpenter's thing is 
to this day still mind-blowing especially knowing the stories of how he was Mm -hmm. kind of making it up as he went along you know obviously we both know that one of john carpenter's favorite movies was the original thing from another world uh Mm -hmm. from the 50s to me that the 82 thing that's how you do a remake you know a lot of people forget a lot of the younger generation don't realize it's a remake but it's not a let's just take the original movie and make it shiny, but basically keep it the same and um, make some money. No, Carpenter loves the original, but he's like, I, I think we could do something new and exciting with it. Very much in the same vein as what Cronenberg did with The Fly and what Darabont did with The Blob. And um, by having it, having that amazing cast, forgetting about the visual special effects that are ama- that are mind boggling for its time. The atmosphere of paranoia, of being alone, being trapped, and not being able to trust anybody, no, I don't know if it's ever been captured as well, uh, you know, as, as that movie did. It, it's just shocking to me that the movie was a total bomb at the time, it, you know, it, but, you know, that was a summer of a lot of movies that were bombs that are now beloved. Uh, you know, Blade Runner and Tron being the other two examples that same year. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, I think we talked about it, Zip. The reason why, at least in theory, why that movie bombed in the summer of 82 is people were in love with the friendly alien, E.T. Yeah. And I don't think they were ready for a summer release of this mysterious it could be anywhere. It could be anyone. It could do all these horrible things organically to your body kind of movie like Carpenter's the thing, you know, with John Carpenter's amazing filmography, you know, I, I don't even have to think about it for more than a second. What's John Carpenter's best movie. What's oh, the thing like by, by a mile, which is saying Whoa, a lot. Halloween fans. Yeah, I send, know. Send Kevin Martin all your hate tweets. Well, <laughs> he's not on Twitter very often. So you send him there. I haven't learned how to properly use the Twitter. Uh, my old my old ageness is showing. I, I'm an Instagram guy myself. All right, I like well. posting pictures. So, sweetheart, you're about to have yourself a little lynching party, huh? Mom, I just have to put an end to you on Johnny Principal's calls. Ever occur to the jury that anybody could have got some of my clothes and stuck them up the furnace? We ain't buying that. Quit that bickering over there. Windows, we like defibrillator over here. You're going to have to sleep sometime, McCready. I'm a real light sleeper, child. Clear! 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 So I was 11 when I saw the thing for the first time because I remember 83, I lived in the West End. I saw it at the Cinema 6 at West End Mall. I saw E.T., the, the pretty little alien you're referring to. And then about a year later, I end up seeing the thing on like, uh, on like I don't know if it was First Choice or the old timey Super Channel because they both kind of came out at the same time. But my aunt and uncle had it. And I believe I was babysitting my very baby nephew when I was 11. And so I would see things like that. I saw also uh, poltergeist i would see too on that so these were things that kind of like blew my mind as i was watching them in the middle of a day right <laughs> like babysitting a little tiny person uh and for me i was like i think that was one of the things that helped turn the corner where i i like i became more enamored instead of the way that halloween on tv scared the living daylights out of me right mm-hmm. but that's also a few of these earlier so I was so deeply uh, frightened and attracted instead of just frightened at that point in my life. 
Did you feel like that too, where it was kind of like, and it's something too that's resonated with me for like year after year after year I've watched. I love the fact that the first 40 minutes is just tension, right? It's just mm-hmm. set up. There's none of the creatures for about the first 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's groundbreaking on several different levels. And we haven't even talked about the score, which is unbelievable yeah. too by Ennio Morcone. Uh, just like the ultimate in synth creeping. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a movie that like you I find as the the more you watch it, the more you pick up the small nuances, you know. Yeah. And the fans all have their theories of like, oh, when did this person become infected, and like, when did they stop being human, and when were they a thing? And aside from the craziest special effect being Wilford Brimley without a mustache, which is still weird in that movie, but you know, it, it, I think it resonated even more so because of the setting, and also the original took place up in uh, you know, Antarctic or whatever. But uh, that that cold atmosphere, I mean... Yeah, which is really BC. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, except for the interiors, for it's some all LA. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, it's a slow burner, but it's it's a great kind of slow burner because you know, it allows you time to get to know all the characters very well and their mm-hmm. traits. Um, and, you know, at this point, like, I don't think... Yeah, Kurt had already done Escape from New York with Carpenter and the Elvis movie, but... And I don't even know, you, you could even say Kurt Russell. Yeah, he he's in it to the end, but I, I don't consider him like the lead of the movie. It was more of an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, just McCready happens to have a few more extra scenes because he makes it right to the end. And I believe it was also Keith David's first movie. Oh, really? I see. I yeah, I, I believe I saw that oh. on an interview once. In fact, it was I think it was on the Blu-ray special edition or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was his first big gig. Like, uh, I think he was doing like, like plays and, and shit like that in the East Coast before that. Yeah, I, but, um, I, I've seen that, but it escaped my memory because yeah. I, I own it. I probably got it from you. Oh, good chance. Good chance. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, the thing is like, and it's still great that uh, I'm almost anybody that goes to see it in the theater uh, when at the Metro there, if it's going to be their first time seeing it, I'm super oh. envious of them. Because I know. I know. We have we have personally screened the, uh, the thing at Dead Fest over the last 13 years. I think we've screened it twice. It always brings up the people. I remember the first time we screened it, we used a 35 millimeter print from 1982. And oh boy, was that the pinkest looking snow yeah. I've ever seen. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was crispy, brother. I mean, there were cigarette yeah. burns popping left, right, and yeah. center. For those that are revisiting it for the hundredth time, or for those are, uh, but for those more importantly, they're going for the first time. I hope it hasn't been spoiled for you. And it, it, it really does bring out paranoia and, and the trust issues going on there. Uh, obviously based off the short story who goes there you know because it, it's creeping up on you and this is a this is a different type of alien this is an orgasm that like sorry orgasm that's uh, very frightening of you to slip that yes, in there buddy. Yes, uh, particularly when you're talking here. to me i know that's how you feel every time you talk to me yeah sorry an organism uh that uh <laughs> has yet to be somewhat <laughs> replicated as far as the depiction of an alien in any movie and the more you think about what the thing itself is capable of doing, it's beyond terrifying because it's not just some creature coming at you and you got to put it down. No, no, you, you don't know what to put down with this movie, right? It's, it's everywhere and, and nowhere all at once, it, yeah. you know. Um, all right. Do you get bonus points as a fan if you sneak in a bottle of J&B? You have to. I rem- well, Oh, sorry. I'm not. In, I'm be- not encouraging this. No, no, no. Not that's encouraging. That. I'm just saying. Do you get maybe, bonus points? Maybe the Metro will be serving JMB. I mean, that'd be smart on their part. Uh, I know when, when we screened it back in 2013 or 12 or nine or 10. I don't know. It's all oh, we blurred did. me. 
we, we didn't sneak them in. We yeah. gave away two <laughs> giant bottles, J&B for trivia. Yeah. I remember, I think our good friend, Alan Mott won one and somebody else from the other, but it became a communal thing. And this is obviously before COVID. Oh where yeah. Whoever won it, somebody would take a swig and they'd pass it down. And all yeah. the both bottles are empty by the end of it. It was yeah. just like, you felt like you had to partake. It's almost like, look, I'm glad the weather's beautiful still in this lovely autumn and Halloween season we're having, but the thing, I mean, showing it in minus 30 degree weather is, uh, well, that, that, you know, you're coming with your parkas and you're, you're, you're definitely yeah. in the mood for sure. <laughs> yes. Well, but, of course, that screening happens on Tuesday, October 18th at 7 p.m. as part of Northwest Fear Fest. You can get tickets at metrocinema.org. Heck, mm. just buy the $50 pass and go see everything so you get carte blanche at your fingertips for the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th. Uh, you know, the other, I look, honestly, like we could go on and on and it would take us down many rabbit holes with yeah. the thing. But let's talk about pieces. This is another one too, where I'm, I'm curious as to what your first experience was. Cause for me, it was a box at a video store in the West end called Mad Mad Video in Lassard, the Lassard mm-hmm. area of the West end. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, we'd heard about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the word on the street was this was worse. So we were very excited <laughs> that the video store was quite uh, liberal with uh, ratings on, on cassettes. I would and, say uh, so. And it was a brain melter in some ways. I've alluded to the fact that it's got the chainsaw on the cover and it's, it, it's clearly that's part an element of it. But what was your first experience? I rented it from my local video store, which was called Mick Video. They had the Golden Arches. <laughs> They eventually had to go to business because I believe a evil corporation uh, did a cease and desist. But again, they were the friendly video store where 10 year old me could walk out with Texas Chainsaw and Dawn of the Dead and all blink an eye, which was great. And Peace is one of those. I remember the case, Zip. I, I, I yeah. could be wrong, but I'm telling you, the case that they had looked like a big, poofy, old school porno case, like, you know, the big cardboard <laughs> ones. So it really popped out. And that tagline, pieces it's exactly what you think it is yeah or <laughs> pieces you don't have to go to texas for a chainsaw massacre. Yeah. warning what you will see in the movie pieces cannot be revealed cannot be described cannot even be imagined and you don't have to go to texas for a chainsaw massacre pieces it's exactly what you think it is pieces absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted watching the movie uh it i don't know if it's more of a horror movie or a straight up exploitation grindhouse flick like it's obviously a horror movie it it takes place on a boston college there's a mysterious killer in broad daylight wearing an outfit from a jello movie sneaking up on co-eds who are like literally in the daytime reading a book under the sunshine and he managed to sneak up and rips open the chainsaw and and cuts him up and he's taking body parts where is this all leading we don't know only a disgruntled detective who's getting frustrated in his manhunt for him discovering red herrings left by the way remember one of the red herrings in the movie is like the the, the caretaker on the, the the groundskeeper guy that was a uh, uh, a pluto from uh, the popeye movie with robin williams he's like the uh, the caretaker guy see there you go you, oh, there you, you go you got to watch it again this Dinner's is why we weird. come to you kevin this is why we come uh, and uh you, you know the, the fact is this movie, uh, you know, it was definitely, I mean, in England, it was part of the video nasties list. It made the video nasties. It was one of the banned movies. 
Um, a lot of people thought it was misogynistic, but I mean, any slasher flick from the late 70s to the mid 80s had some maniac chasing a scantily clad or nude woman with an instrument of destruction. So I don't know what makes it different than the other ones. I think it might have been, oh, I don't know, the gore, like the practical effects yeah. were like, wow. I mean, for its time, pretty ridiculous. I mean, when you got the movie literally opening up where we see the killer as a child, he definitely has mom issues going on. But he mm -hmm. also is a, a little perverted child. And he has that puzzle of the, the pinup girl. And the mom catches him and gets all, what are you doing with that smut? And then, you know, he goes to like chop up his mom with an axe to set the movie up. <laughs> You're like, all right, then. Well, this will be a fun ride. But no. what's great is, and I'm sure that Guy is showing it this way. Now, you can watch it. There's two ways to watch the movie. There yes. is the original Spanish uh, Spanish language version, which... Uh, it's a lot of ADR, yeah. Yeah, which I think is about three minutes longer. But or the English dub. Now, usually I'm not about the dubbing. I, I'm a big proponent of watching it in its natural language subtitles. But the dubbing on pieces is half of the fun with this movie. Mm -hmm. It is so ridiculous and so over the top. It's like the people who were doing the 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 ADR, the the English actors they found were just given the lines without actually watching the movie. You know what I mean? Like you're like, just read this, but read it this way. <laughs> like they had no reference to what they were dubbing over because some of the dialogue is just hilarious. So on one hand, you're watching this really nasty, grisly, chop em up grindhouse movie. But on the other hand, I can't wait to see what the series is going to be like to watch it with maybe a couple hundred beer drinking genre fans who most of them maybe have already seen it or own it, but they're dragging their buddies who have never even heard of this movie. I think it's going to be a really fun group venture of, of, a, of a movie going experience you know some movies you just know this is meant to play at a film festival this will mm -hmm. this will pop very well and i really this is out of out of i mean you don't have to sell john carpenter's thing i think most people in north america or in our city that are they're into movies and these kind of movies they, they know the thing yeah but a lot of people maybe have only heard about pieces like oh, oh wait, yeah you know they haven't seen it so my god if you're listening out there and you've never seen pieces what a better way to see it than with this atmosphere. And you will not be disappointed. You might walk out of it going, what the hell did I just watch? But it'll be an experience. And um, <laughs> the director of pieces, you know, he went on to make another great trashy 80s movie after that called Slugs, which mm -hmm. is just... Eight, 1988, yeah. Yeah, it's just equally as disgusting, you know. But yeah, I cannot endorse pieces enough for what it is. Unashamedly and in-your-face exploitation that is a film you would have seen on the danky streets of 42nd Ave in New York City during that era on the big marquee. Probably part of a double feature with, oh, I don't know, Maniac or oh, New yeah. York Ripper or something. New York, yeah, Ripper would have been a good one from that era. It, Prowler. It is just, Prowler, yeah. It is just spectacular in we don't care if we offend you or not. This is just what we're doing. And we're going to make you remember our movie. You're going to walk out with a daze and uh, in the best, uh, you know, B movie way possible. So I cannot stress the, and I don't, you know what, obviously I'm not going to spoil the movie, but man, that ending, that very last shot of the movie, just when you think it's done with, you've had enough. You're like, what? You know, I, I remember that watching it going, <laughs> What? That makes no whatever. That was amazing. I'm glad you threw that scene in, guys. <laughs>
All right. Well, we've been talking today with Kevin Martin, owner and proprietor of the Lobby DVD shop on White. And we've been talking about Northwest Fear Fest, which is coming up on October 18th, all the way through to the 20th of October. And on Tuesday, the first night at 7 p.m., we talked about John Carpenter's The Thing, the 40th anniversary of it, cleaned up, shiny, new, beautiful check it out it's going to be worthwhile and then also on thursday october 20th there are other films but those are the two we're talking about it's Mm -hmm. pieces it is uncut and uncensored this i believe is that remastered version of it where they put in some of the other stuff but it's slightly shorter so yeah that's happening at 9 p.m of course you can get those tickets at the metrocinema.org kevin here's the thing Mm. if people can't make it down there and they're like i want to see these films and they want to get it for themselves to have forever. Where perhaps could they find that in this city? Well, my good friend, your 17 and a half years of trugging along and keeping the dream alive, you can come on down to Ebbeton's last video store known as the Lobby DVD Shop. That would be on White Avenue and 10815 Street. I am usually here noonish till seven ish for all your movie needs. Wait, what's the tagline again? The place to be for the movies <laughs> you need to see. All right. I should remember that. I just cut a commercial for the store for our fake movie. So, yeah. That's right. And is that what's on the magnet as well? Or uh, it's not on that. the magnet. It's not on the magnet. Know, I got to keep I got to keep remembering that in our movie, the, the video store is called Blaster Video, not the yeah. lobby. That would just yeah. been too, too, too much advertising in, in the, the movie with the movie. Too well, bad uh, on my friend. Yeah. Look, if you quick, don't know. Though, yeah. Tell the people. Sorry, if you don't mind me saying. I want, to thank, I want to thank Guy for putting Northwest Fear Fest together because obviously over the years, uh, customers are coming here asking, what's going on with Dead Fest? You guys doing yeah. Dead Fest here? I'm like, well, unfortunately, we've been wrapped up with making a video store movie this year. We'll see what happens next year. But, you know, Guy is uh, taking the mantle to give you guys what you need, along with everything else the Metro is playing in October. There's a lot of great stuff that mm-hmm. just pick up a menu, check out their website, you know, metrocinema.org, I believe. Yeah, and definitely uh, buy your tickets online. I, I believe that they can buy tickets at the door, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for okay, sure you that, can. That's good. And one more plug. Uh, pieces, go see it. The thing, it's a masterpiece. The night that Pieces plays, uh, before mm-hmm. Pieces, which is at 9.30, I believe. Yeah, Christmas uh, play, Christmas. 7 p.m., 7 or 7, I think it's a 7 p.m. show, is uh, mm-hmm. Bloody Christmas. Is it Christmas, Bloody Christmas? Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Directed by friend of Dead Fest, Joe Bigos, I believe, mm-hmm. who made The Mind's Eye, VFW, and Bliss. And that movie also has a, a, a part with our good friend Jeremy Gardner in it. All right, look, it's got all the connections you need. The sommelier of cinema in Edmonton has told you so. It's Kevin Martin of none other than La Lobby DVD Shop. Kevin, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your insight. It is always worth it. Well, I carpentered the hell out of this interview, so I'm doing what I can. <laughs> you did. You should, didn't talk smack about anybody that's remade your work already, so we're okay. Maybe that's, that's true. That's the 10 years from now interview. Yeah, no doubt, eh? <laughs> yeah, they want Zach Efron to play me? Fine. They didn't ask me. Just pay me. I'll be busy smoking cigarettes and playing video games. <laughs> there, there's your carpenter quote. God bless that man.